Jesus is wonderful. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. We fellowship with you tonight and with your word. Speak to our hearts, minister to us. Do in us and through us and among us what you want to do. Thank you for your word that has set us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, my husband talked, uh, mentioned this this morning, or maybe it was last week. And um, so I thought I would share a couple of things about this. We're going to do something a little different tonight, I think. Uh, but, um, uh, many years ago when I went to Rama, it was 1977. Uh, it was only a one year school. So I graduated in 78. I learned it all in a year. And, um, and then brother Hagen started healing school, what he calls healing school in 1979. And, um, I'd only been filled with the Holy spirit since 1975 when I went to Rama. I didn't know anything about the Bible. You know, I love the Lord and I knew this is what I needed, but I, I had a lot to learn. And, um, so when he started healing school in 1979, because I was on the, um, uh, singing team that traveled with him to his crusades, whatever he kind of needed done or whatever, he just looked to us, I guess, because we traveled with him and he knew us pretty well. He trusted us. And so when he started healing school, he announced that we were his healing technicians. And uh, I remember when he said that I was 21 years old. I barely knew what the word technician meant. And now he's telling everybody like, we're these experts, supposed <laughs> supposed experts on healing. Well, I guess he was speaking through the eye of faith, but, um, uh, he, he told us some things to do. You know, it's amazing. We need to show confidence in younger people sometimes. And I, I tell myself that too, you know, um, they, they do need to mature and all, but boy, it's just so good to show confidence in younger people because they're full of so much zeal. You know, we need them. And I do honestly, I love hanging out around young, the younger people, but, um, uh, so he had, he had, you know, he put the word in us and he had faith in us and he told us what to do. And we just did what he said. We had no idea what we were doing, but we just did what we were, what he said. And so, um, so I'm going to share a couple of those things tonight. It's nothing that's complicated, but I think it's something that all of us can put into practice in our lives to help other people, particularly since this is healing school in the area of healing, but really in every area of life, you know, what brings us joy in life is the, the little thing we heard in Sunday school, Jesus first, others second, and ourself last. And J-O-Y, Jesus, others, yourself. And um, uh, so um, it's joy to us to help others and to minister to others. And, um, you know, this last week, something that came to me, um, is the Holy Spirit spoke it to my heart. I know it seems simple, but it was a rhema to me. But it's kind of like if, you know, prayer works. And so why don't people pray more? Why don't people, if we really believe that God answers prayer, and if we really believe that there's power in the name of Jesus, if we really believe that, then why don't we pray more? Pray for others. Pray for our country. Pray for their, just whatever, a myriad of things. If we really believe that, 
Why do we do so little praying? Why does the church do so little praying? And I believe that God wants to make us powerhouses. I pray all the time. We pray in the sanctuary. I come in the sanctuary and pray in the sanctuary and say over our church, Jesus, you said that your house is a house of prayer. We are as individuals, but also as a body. We are a people of prayer because James 5.16 says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Well, we're the righteous of God. And um, if we really believe that, tremendous power is made available when we pray. Hallelujah. Uh, often when I pray, I quote that scripture to myself to remind myself, hallelujah, Lord, as I'm praying today, I'm praying in English. I'm praying about things I know to pray about, and I'm going to pray in other tongues. And I thank you that as I do, tremendous power is made available, dynamic in its working. So if we believe that, then let's do it. And let's do it more because it just makes more power available. Hallelujah. Uh, turn with me, if you will, over to Romans chapter 8. Now we know that prayer will never replace what the word of God can do. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith does not come by praying. Faith does not come by worshiping. I'm so grateful. You know, there is a huge move on of the church in the uh, regard of worship, uh, particularly among the young people. It's wonderful. Uh, it's why we're having, in fact, we're going to have another uh, night of worship at the church here, um, the Sunday night after Easter, whatever is that date, I think the 23rd. There is a huge move on of worship, and it's good. But a lot of times what happens is that there's a move on in a particular area. We just forget everything else and think that this is the only thing. Well, no, we need an emphasis, thank God, in worship. But we still need God's word because the only way that faith comes is by hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. So we need his word. Faith won't bring us, our prayer won't bring us faith. Worship won't bring us faith. It's the word of God that brings faith to our heart. But you know, worship and prayer also have a part in our walk with God. Hallelujah. So, um, Brother Hagen would tell us, uh, what we needed to do when these people would come at this healing school. He had it. He, he preached every day, every afternoon. First, we had prayer school at 1 o'clock. I think I'm remembering the times right. 1 o'clock, I am. It was at 1 o'clock, and we prayed from about 1 till 2, and we had prayer school. And then at 2.15, we had healing school. And uh, we had, you know, we worshiped for a short time, and then Brother Hagen taught every day on the subject of healing. And then after he taught on the subject of healing, then people who came in from all over the country, they came in from all over the country, even parts of the world, different parts of the world, they would come in. Some people would come for a week. Many people would only come for a week. That's all they could come. Some, they'd come for a month. There were some people who moved there, 
you know, like I'm, I'm, there's so many, I'm thinking of this one family in particular, their daughter who was critically uh, ill, they came and they just got a, a, a small apartment and they decided we're going to come here and we're going to stay until we see results in our daughter's life. So they, they just moved there and they just came to healing school for many, many months till their daughter was healed. And so after healing school and brother taught, brother Hagen taught, then there was about, I'm thinking how many of us were there? Eight to 10 of us, I would say. And so we would pair off with these people who came in from around the country. And, um, uh, often it would be, some people would meet with the same people every single day, but sometimes there were different people as well. And, um, so what we would do is we would just talk to the people, find out what's wrong with them, find out, kind of try to locate them and find out where, where they were in their faith. As many people who came, they didn't even know that, you know, that it was God's will for them to be healed or God was trying to teach them something through this sickness and things like that. So we would teach them the word and locate them and teach them and talk to them one-on-one. But one thing that Brother Hagen, and, and I think everybody here basically, you know, if you come here regularly, you know that. My husband teaches that, and you would probably assume that. But then also what Brother Hagen told us to do, he said that when you pray for the people, every day when they come, pray for them. But, you know, we have to be careful how we pray for others who need healing. And he would tell us the, the greatest way, well, let's read the scripture first in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities or our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. We know we should pray, but sometimes we don't really know how we should pray. We're at a loss. Sometimes I'm just at a loss for words. We are. We know we should pray, but we're, we don't know how we ought to pray. But the spirit itself or himself maketh intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. That word groanings in the original Greek can be translated God talk. So you could read it, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with God talk which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So this isn't really what I want to say, but I am going to sort of mention this. People often quote that scripture. We know that all things work together for good. And notice that verse is after praying in the spirit. God can make, you know, we can make a mess of our life. And and many of us do. Some have bigger messes than others. But, um, and even with praying for one another, you think, I, I sometimes look at people's lives and situations and I think, oh Lord, you know, that's a mess. But you know, we don't have to know the steps that, that people should take to clean up their life. Hallelujah. Thank God we don't need to know. But we can pray for them in tongues. And no matter what kind of a mess they have in their life or what's going on, it won't just work together for good automatically. 
they'll learn something from it. Many people, not all, many people do learn some things, but not all people. But we can know that God will work a mess of a life of a situation. God will work it for good when we pray in the Holy Ghost and get God's supernatural power on the scene. Hallelujah. And you know, I, I thought, you know, God took in Genesis one, uh, the first part of Genesis one, one between one, one and one, two, the world was without form and void. It was a mess. It was messed up. And God is such a great God. He was able to fix it and make something beautiful out of it. And so when people's lives are messed up, God is so great and God is so good. He's able to fix it and make it into something beautiful. He's a God of restoration. Hallelujah. So God will work things for good after we get the supernatural on the scene and pray in the Holy Ghost. So, uh, so this scripture that the Holy Spirit will help our infirmities. We have weaknesses. Sometimes we just don't know how to pray. We don't know how to pray for our spouse, our children, somebody that we know who's in need. We pray all that we know to pray. But here's the wonderful thing. God, we know this. God is so uh, amazing. He knows how that person is wired. He knows how that person is made. And so he knows exactly how to help us pray to get his answer to them. And so Brother Hagen told us to pray these prayers specifically over them. He said, don't just pray for them for healing. You know, we are sometimes too quick to pray. We pray too quickly. We need to, we need to think about it. What is it that I'm going to pray about? Uh, how am I going to pray? What scripture am I standing on? And, and get to the point where we're ready to pray. And then pray. And so he said, when they first come, don't just pray for them automatically for healing. Sometimes he ministered when the Holy Spirit moved in healing school. Sometimes he ministered. He did minister every Friday, I remember, because he wanted people to get their faith built up. But he would tell us, when you're dealing with them in the week, don't pray for healing right away. We hurt people if we pray before they're ready. So he said to pray these prayers, and we're going to uh, just look at them. I know that you're familiar with them, but we're going to look at them in the light of, of this, what we're talking about. So turn with me over to Ephesians, the first chapter. Ephesians chapter 1. When I pray for people in our church who are believing God for healing, I pray these scriptures over them. And, um, you know, well, I'll, I'll, do, I'll deal with that later. Okay. Ephesians chapter one and verse 16. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. You know, it's good sometimes when we pray just to thank God for people. Thank you, Lord, for Larry. Thank you, Father, for him. That's a scriptural way to pray when we think, sometimes we think when we have to pray for people that it has to be long. I used to think this way, maybe because I talk so much. I thought it had to be long, but it doesn't have to be long. I can just say, Lord, I just thank you for Larry, for what you're doing in his life. I just lift him up to you today. 
You can pray prayers for people like that, that short, when the Holy Spirit brings their face to you and you pray for them. Short, maybe you pray one little portion of a scripture that you uh, have and pray that over that or something they're believing about and move on. And I have seen, I will see differences in people's lives when you, when you're just throughout your day or in your prayer time, you, you pray like this and I see differences in people's lives. Don't discount it. Don't think because I'm not going to take a long time to pray for Larry that it's not going to make a difference. It does. Strengthen Larry today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you for him. And believe in the power of that prayer that we pray to our Lord. And um, it's powerful. It works. So uh, that the God, okay, and this is what we're to pray now. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto, and insert the person's name there, whoever you're praying for, Rupina. May give unto Rupina the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of Rupina's understanding being enlightened to the truth about healing that she may know what is the hope of your calling. Enlighten Rupina's eyes, Lord, to the truth of healing. Help her to see what Jesus has provided for her. Make it clear to her, Lord. And sometimes when you're praying for people, there's some people I pray for within two weeks, I see an answer right away, every single time. My husband is that way. The Holy Spirit has shown me something, pray this for him. And honestly, within one to three weeks, Something will come out of his mouth. Something will happen. Answers to prayer. You know, we have authority, really. We have more authority in people's lives who are our family members because we're closer to them. They're our family. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We have authority. We have more authority in our family. And then we have more authority like people in our church who this is their church and my husband is their pastor, we have more authority in their lives. Rather than if just people just come. Because they have kind of basically said, I, they've opened themselves up to that authority. I know that in my, um, in my house, when, you know, my children were living at home, I would, I would say, because they're living under my roof and when they, when they, um, uh, say, I will live under your roof. They right there by living under my roof have said to me, I give you a certain amount of authority over my life because I'm choosing to live in this home and under this room roof. I'm talking about when they become over 18. And so you have authority to pray for them. They don't even know it. You have more authority to pray for them when they have consented to live like that in your, in your home, uh, rather than if they have rebelled and they're off, you know, but you still have authority because they're yours. Hallelujah. So, um, uh, so particularly for this verse, that's what he said to pray is to pray for them that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened. And then also in Colossians chapter one, and it's verse nine, uh, Uh, for this cause, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you. 
Just never stop precinct, pre, uh, never cease praying, never stop praying, pray continually, always be prayer, have a prayerful attitude. Hallelujah. Be worshiping the Lord, be open to God telling you, um, different people that you just need to lift them up, pray for them in other tongues, whatever they may be going. We are not to cease praying. Since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire. This is a fervent desire. I desire that you might be filled, not halfway, but filled with the knowledge of his will. And then if you're, when you're, we're praying for people for healing, we desire that people would be filled that John would be filled, not halfway, but full of the knowledge of God's will regarding healing. Lord, open John's heart. Open John. Remember in Lydia, whose heart the Lord opened? Remember in the book of Acts, that little thing? I pray that for people. Well, you open their heart. You open their mind that they see clearly what Jesus has provided for them with healing. Um. <clears throat> That they might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Healing is spiritual. Healing is provided for us as a spiritual work of Jesus. So healing is spiritual. So Lord, that, that John would have spiritual understanding of what Jesus has provided for him for healing. Hallelujah. And then in Philippians chapter one, turn back a few pages. Verse nine, you know, we know that the Bible says that faith works by love. Faith works by love. So when we pray this Philippians one, nine, and this, I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Hallelujah. So when we pray for somebody, I pray for Jared, Lord, that his love would abound yet more and more. He would know, he would come to understand and grasp the love of Christ and how great your love is for him and how the Jesus provided for him healing. I mean, you just can, you can go off on that. But you know, as eloquently as we, and these scriptures are good, and we pray those. But as well as we do all of that, what we read over there in Romans chapter 8, that we pray in God talk and pray in tongues for one another. And so Brother Hagen told us, pray those prayers in Ephesians. Pray those Pauline prayers for people who need healing. And so we would lay our hands on them. And then he would tell us, you know, how it says there in um uh, Romans chapter eight. Oh, let's see. How does it go? It's about the life of God quickening us. Hold on. Oh, no, that's not it. Anyway. Okay. I had 15 minutes to prepare. 
<laughs> um, but about how the law, uh, uh, but if, here it is. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So when you lay hands on them and you pray for them, these Pauline prayers, when you lay hands on them too, you say, I minister life unto them. You know, every time we lay hands on somebody, even doctors, even doctors have talked about how the healing touch, you know, when you go into hospitals, like people that don't even believe, how they'll just touch somebody. Don't you just, women usually like to be touched. Don't we just like just somebody to just pat us or just, you know, it just is, it, it, there is a healing in touch. But this is what the Bible's talking about is a, a far greater, right? So, um, uh, but when we pray and lay hands on people, we say, Lord, that the um, the life of God in me flows out of me and I minister life unto them in Jesus name. And so he would tell us to do that. Then he would tell us, then pray through those three things, pray these prayers over them, minister life unto them, and then pray over them in tongues. The Holy Spirit may give you something to say to them, or he may not. If we try to push it to try to be like super spiritual, it just doesn't work. You know, some people, they're so precious and they're so zealous and they, they just kind of, they want God to use them so much that they're pushing it. You know, I've been there and it's just a whole lot better to just If you want to use me, if you want to say something, do it. It seems like God almost uses you more if you're like that than if you're trying to push it. And so uh, I remember the first time I did this with a gal. I was 21. And um, I I happen to remember this one so vividly because it was the first time it ever happened to me. And I was praying for her and just did all these things I was praying for. We were just praying in the spirit together. She was also filled with the Holy Spirit. And... um, uh, then I got this thing. I'd never heard of it. Now, now it seems completely logical, but at the time I just said, I just said to her, don't substitute stubbornness for faith. I didn't know what it meant. I said it to her. I'd never thought of that before. And, um, that was it. I, that was all that was said. So um, she was. She kind of came back and forth to Tulsa. I would see her some, you know. Anyway, the long story of that, it, it's not a, exactly a great story. But um, apparently she had been diagnosed with um, cancer, but it was a very, very low level of cancer. But she didn't like the doctor. So she wasn't going to go to the doctor. I found this out later. So she wasn't going to. I didn't know everything to ask when I was 21, you know, so (laughs) I'd be a little more thorough now, but whatever. Okay. So she, she didn't like the doctor, so she wasn't going to go to the doctor. So she, she just was going to believe God, you know, and as a result, the cancer progressed and she ended up dying. But, um, it was, but the Holy Spirit was trying to get something through to her at that time. And he always is, he's good. And so, um, he can show us things. It may be a scripture. I don't, you know, usually the Bible, the Bible says that, um, his words are spirit and they are life. 
And so he's going to give us what better thing is he going to give us? But a scripture, um, I find that when he leads me to pray for people, he gives me a portion of a scripture or a scripture to pray or say over them because his words are spirit and life. Hallelujah. So people are always looking, well, what is God saying? Ooh, you know, they're kind of spooky or something. I'll tell you what he's saying. He's going to speak a scripture to your heart that's going to be a rhema. It's going to be alive. It's going to be like, wow, yes. Oh, that is so good. I mean, it's it's food for my spirit. That's what he speaks to us. He gives a scripture. But he can't give a scripture unless we take the time to put scripture into us when we're not praying, right? That's why it works together so well. We put the word of God in and then we pray. And when we pray, God gives a rhema to us or God shows us something specific that we need for our life or that we need to change or for somebody else. And that's what makes our Christian walk exciting. That is what makes uh, walking with him, it's supernatural. And I don't know how people, um, how do they do the Christian life without that? I don't know. I don't know. That is joy. Hallelujah. So we're going to just take a few minutes here tonight and um, we're just going to do that one for another. Blessed be Jesus. This was a scripture just to show you how I write a lot of scriptures in my phone. Phones are good for that. I got this scripture praying for somebody. Maybe it was about a month ago now. Acts twenty twenty four, But none of these things move me. Praying for who I was praying for, you know. Nothing, nothing will move that person. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. Hallelujah. You know, God, God wants us to finish our course and finish it with joy. And then I said this sickness is not joy. So that's just, you know, who would think of there's so many scriptures that the Holy Spirit can give to us and can quicken to our heart. That we uh, finish our course. We can just speak that over different people. Lord, I thank you that Dean finishes his course with joy. Hallelujah. He finishes it. He doesn't get to the end, but he finishes it with uh, vim, vigor, and vitality. Hallelujah. And with joy. With joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. We can rejoice over what God has done. His word is true. I think we need to rejoice a whole lot more than what we do. You know? And be happy and laugh and rejoice. Hallelujah. So let's stand up. Lord, we finish. We're going to finish our course with joy. Hallelujah. And he doesn't have a short course for us. He's got a long course because he wants us on this earth a long time to reach and affect people for Jesus. Hallelujah. You are full of the word of God. You are full of the power of God and God wants to use it. Hallelujah. You can't be used of God. Why do we want to be healed? Why do we want to walk in health so we can do our own thing and do what we want to do? No. I want to walk in health and vim, vigor, and vitality to serve him. 
to reach other people for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There was somebody that was telling that to Brother Hagin one time. He was praying for her just like that, just like how we were doing. The Holy Spirit quickened to him and said to him, it was some with her elbow, her elbow or shoulder or elbow. And he said, why do you want to be healed? And she says, well, I want to play tennis. And he said, you know what? I basically, he said this better than me, right? Okay. So, but, um, basically, you know what you have to, we have to want to be healed and walk in health for the purpose, not that tennis is wrong or that you wouldn't ever play tennis, but our motive for walking in health and being healed it is to serve him. Hallelujah. It's good ground to stand on. So, Father, we do, we just determine we're going to finish our course. We're going to finish it with joy. Thank you, Lord, that you strengthen us with your mighty power. Hallelujah. We just speak health and healing and life and vigor and vitality. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We rejoice because of what Jesus has done for us. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We rejoice, we rejoice, we rejoice, we rejoice. Ha ha. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You know, it's just good to spend time in prayer because I will tell you what happens to me. When we spend time in prayer, it makes us speak the word. Even if you're praying for somebody else, you're kind of forced because you're you don't want to pray in tongues all the time you do want to speak in english but you're forced to speak the word of god hallelujah and i'll tell you when you spend time in prayer you spend time worshiping god you spend time praying in other tongues and you know there's just sometimes i start off praying and i i don't feel very great about it i mean i don't feel like i'm saved I don't feel like praying, but I just do it because the Bible says to do it. I will tell you, once you're into it for a little bit, boy, the presence of God will come. And often I end up laughing, laughing at the devil some points in my prayer. And, you know, God wants us. You know, the Bible says that, that even God laughed at the devil because he sees that his day is coming. So if God laughs at the devil because he sees his day is coming, then we should be like God, don't you think? And we should laugh at the devil too. Well, you just attacked me in my body with this sickness, devil. Ha, 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 ha. You don't win. Hallelujah. Well, Lord, we thank you for your presence here tonight. We thank you for ministering to our hearts. And we worship you. And we thank you and we magnify you for your good, for your mercy to us. Your healing mercy to us endures forever. We receive it. Say, I receive God's healing mercy. He's full of compassion toward me. And I receive his healing compassion, his healing mercy. His healing love, I receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We receive it, Lord. So have healing sleep tonight as you sleep. I always prayed that over my children when they weren't 
feeling 100%, and I, it really worked. You just have healing sleep tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we love you. Thank you for coming. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night.